Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Chapter 11, Complications. Everyone watched us as we walked together to our lab table. I noticed that he no longer angled the chair to sit as far from me as the desk would allow. Instead, he sat quite close beside me. Our arms almost touching. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Julia, a couple of silly items before we get into the serious business of recapping this chapter. One, a huge thank you to everyone who has written iTunes reviews. I love them so much. Yes, we are hilarious. Thank you for noticing. To the people who said Team Charlie, but only in the movies, and Team Edward and Jacob are in love, you all are living in 3020, not 2020 like the rest of us. Totally appreciated those takes. And then also we have a little announcement, which is that we are adding a perk on our Patreon. Now, if you think we're silly in the episodes, imagine how silly what ends up on the cutting room floor is. So we are going to add a blooper reel a week for the $2 tier on Patreon. So for just $2 a month, you get an amazing blooper reel every week of Julia's and my truly hilarious comments. The ones that Nettleman and Martinez are like too funny for the public airways. We have to put this behind the paywall. Okay, now that we're done with that nonsense, should we get down to the serious business of recapping? Please do. Okay, count me in. Three, two, one, go. So Bella gets to ask Edward a lot of questions, and then she goes to gym class, and Mike is really annoying. Oh, they they go to science class, and there is, like, physical electricity between the two of them. I think we could solve the energy crisis with the sexual tension that is between the two of them. No more oil needed. Um... And then Edward gets to ask her questions, and then they go home, and they park in the driveway, and Jacob and Billy Black are there, and they know that Edward is a vampire. That is literally everything that happens in the chapter, but it is the longest chapter in the history of the world. (laughs) Best of luck. On your mark, get set, go. They go to school together, and they go to science class, and they get really horny during it, and they kind of freak out. And it ends and she goes to gym and then they play badminton. But Mike, I think, wins three out of four games. He's an absolute legend on the badminton court. Honestly, same day, same thing. Gets picked up, go to class, go to science, still want to have sex. 
uh, Mike still rocks at badminton, and then Jacob Black comes, and that's a problem because they're werewolves, and he's a vampire. Did you mean different day, same thing? Yeah, I did mean that. (laughs) (laughs) I I just wanted to make sure I understood. Yeah, I meant that. (laughs) Other than the fact that you literally collapsed it all into one day is a beautiful job. Thank you. I miss the fact that they talk about Twilight, though. We both miss that, I think. You know, did we miss it or skip it? Because it's so painful. Let me find it. He says, it's the safest time of day for us. I actually thought Twilight was really dangerous because if you're driving, it's the worst time because you can't see and it's dark and like, do you use the headlights or maybe not? Yeah, but Edward is a superhuman driver, apparently. Nothing can happen to him in a car. Mm-hmm. Plus, even if something could happen to him in a car, the sexiest part of Volvos are their safety features. So true. I really want Volvo to be a sponsor. I think after all the good things we've said about them, how sexy they are, <laughs> how tantalizing, they're really going to be interested. Do you want to tell me about your favorite part of this chapter? Yeah. <laughs> One of them is Volvo related. <laughs> So throughout this whole chapter, Bella thinks that everybody is looking at her. She's like, everybody watched us as we walked to the lab table. Everybody was staring at us at lunch, blah, blah, blah. And like whether or not they are, we have no idea. But we do find out that Bella's not always right about it because she's walking to the car with Edward after she's hit herself in the head with a racket and is like, ugh, everyone is surrounding the Volvo, like waiting for us. And then she's like, oh, no, they're not. They're surrounding the, like, bright red convertible. And it's just so funny to me. And excellent character development. Because I think it winks to the fact that, like, Bella thinks people are more interested in her than they are. Yeah. I also loved the reluctant VCR. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much I longed for technology of the 90s until I read this book. And I was like, ah, reluctant VCRs. What's more charming? What about you, Jules? What did you love in this chapter? I was so excited by the fact that they are so horny for each other that for a second, Bella thinks it's maybe supernatural. She's like, is it an electric current? It's like, no, you want to have sex. It's different. But that happened multiple times where she's like, what's this feeling that's happening to me in the air? Like, we know, Bella. Yeah, I was disappointed to realize that it wasn't a literal, magical, electrical current that could solve the energy crisis and was just teenagers wanting to bone. Oh, pretty grim to read about, but I guess it happens. (laughs) You guess horniness happens? So Stephanie Meyer says. (laughs) And who are you to question it? Exactly. Do you have any advice for someone in this chapter? My first piece of advice is for the school administration of Forks. It seems as though the men at the school have communication problems, and it's not their fault. The patriarchy teaches men to, like, ball up their emotions and to, like, show their feelings through things like badminton and stalking. And, like, we just see a lot of really bad communication from the men. Like Tyler inadvertently asking Bella to the prom by telling everybody that she's going with him to the prom. And in this one, Mike says to Bella, like, I know you're dating Edward. And then he says, I don't like it. And it's like, do not give opinions on someone's life if they don't ask. 
And so I just think that they like need to take a class where they're questioning their male privilege are just learning when it's appropriate to share feelings and when it's not. Basically, I think a lot of these boys need to go back to kindergarten. I agree with you largely, but I have two other thoughts. Bella has listened to my advice and started to learn her sick burns because in response, she says, you don't have to. I was like, yeah, tell him, Bella. Yeah. However, my second thought is that I also don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it's just still none of his business. Yeah, don't say it, but I agree. Or, like, say, hey, can I talk about something with you? I know it's none of my business, but I'm concerned about this relationship because I think that maybe he likes to watch you sleep too much. (laughs) Or, like, whatever his concern is. Anyway, that's my advice. Administration at Forks. Teach people impacted by the patriarchy how to talk better. What about you, Julia? What advice do you have? So my advice is also about getting people in this chapter to talk better. Edward and Bella have this thing going on where one day someone relentlessly questions one person and the next day they switch. And my advice is to try something called a conversation. (laughs) It's a way to communicate without seeming really, really weird. (laughs) And then most likely you don't end up asking questions like, What's your favorite gemstone? (laughs) Because you allow the conversation to, like, lead you places. Yeah. I would like to address this part of the chapter. Mostly his questions were easy. Only a very few triggering my easy blushes. But when I did blush, it brought a whole new round of questions. Do you think Edward asked if she was a virgin? Do you really think that somebody who has the lack of balls to ask, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite gemstone? And then get really excited that they both own the same CD, has the like emotional wherewithal to ask like an intimate, pertinent question? He definitely is a hundred plus year old virgin. So I don't know if he has it in him to broach the topic. And I'm extremely curious about what were the questions that made Bella blush. Well, we know one of the questions that makes her blush is what is your favorite gemstone? God. Because she's like, oh, it's a different one now because of your eye color. And it'll change again because of your eye color. And like that makes her blush. So if gemstones make her blush and she is prone to fainting, if he asked her about her virginity, she would straight up die. (laughs) Yeah, I actually think you're right. And I'm really disappointed by that realization. I'm sorry. You asked a tough question, so I had to give you a tough answer. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. That is good communication as part of a conversation. Wow. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
what is your second piece of advice? I would like to teach Edward what an apology is. First of all, apologies are unconditional. Edward says, will you forgive me if I apologize? Apologies should be freely given whether or not the other person is going to forgive you. Second of all, then he says, then I'm very sorry I upset you. That is not an apology. That is saying that you find it unfortunate that the other person reacted a certain way. Apologies are for your actions, not for the impacts. So what he should have said was, I am sorry, I did imply to you that I wouldn't listen to Mike in order to find out what happened in Jim. I shouldn't have done that. I can't promise that I won't read other people's thoughts in the future. It did save your life that once. But I really am sorry that this is going to be a tension in our relationship and we need to figure out a way to communicate in a conversation, not day by day, alternating, to find a middle ground on this. Well said. Thank you. I wonder if next chapter there'll be a conversation. (laughs) We can only hope. And I would like to apologize to our listeners that I didn't sing the apology. Mm. The reason that I didn't is because Edward would never give an apology like that. So it was just too hard to get into character. You know, I'm very method. (laughs) What about you, Julia? What is your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is also for Edward. Bella is talking to Edward about going to Seattle. And Bella says that she doesn't want him dropping off the Volvo in the driveway because Charlie asked questions. And he says, his smile was condescending now. I wasn't intending to bring a car. How? He cut me off. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. No car. So my advice to Edward is to learn how to transform into a flock of bats for transportation. Because that is way better than running really fast. I would be way more entertained. It's just better as a vampiric talent. And so that is my advice to him. He has unlimited time. He should be able to figure it out. I hardcore disagree with your advice. My favorite thing about Edward is that he can carry her places. I get like seasick and motion sick and stuff. And so the idea of someone like carrying me everywhere sounds amazing. And so if he was a bat, he wouldn't be able to carry her. Well, it's a flock of bats, first of all. You want him to turn into many bats. Yeah. I absolutely want him to turn into many bats. That does not make any sort of physical chemical sense. How would he turn into many bats? (laughs) Okay. You think that Edward, being undead for over 100 years, having no blood, not eating, makes more physical chemical sense than Edward being able to turn into a flock of bats? Yeah. I also think Edward turning into one bat is a bad idea, but makes more sense than him turning into a flock of bats. Let's say he could turn into a flock of bats. I'll give you your fake science, okay? Would you really want to be carried by a flock of bats? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would still rather be carried by human Edward. I'm not saying the only way he can move around, he's either stationary or a flock of bats. He can still walk, like he can still carry her. I'm just saying, in addition, I want him to turn into a flock of bats. I'd like him to work on that for me later. 
Okay, I hate to break it to you, but I do not think that that's what happens in the next chapter. Well, you've been so good at predicting what happens <laughs> so far. The bear attack. <laughs> the police scandal. Hold on. There was a bear attack. It just turns out that Emmett attacked the bear. I was not wrong. Yeah, that's true. Boom. Okay. No bats. Sorry. No bats. Sorry. So sad. Missed opportunity. Okay, what should we put in our darling Bella's care package? So I had a note similar to the reluctant VCR. At one point, Bella says she's going to put on her inescapable jeans. And I want to give her a pair of escapable jeans, like regular (laughs) pants that you take off and put on. (laughs) You know what she actually meant by them, right? That it's like the only weather option for what to wear. I mean, maybe this was taking place when jeggings were a thing. She was like, they're just too tight. <laughs> maybe, did you ever think that maybe the reason that she wears her shoes in bed is because she also has inescapable shoes? Yeah, I would like to send Bella regular clothes. <laughs> okay, well, I want to get Bella a vibrator because she is so horny for him and he is not going to put out. I feel like she's already lusting after him. This is only going to get worse. Invest in a good vibrator. Or don't invest. I'll send you one. God, these books are going to end so fast if she gets a vibrator. She's going to be like, peace out, Edward. I've got a new friend in town. (laughs) So what do you think is going to happen next chapter besides him not turning into a flock of bats? I mean, it's really hard to tell where this plot is leading us. Do you know what? I think I do know. I think they're going to go to school. And I think they're going to have lunch. (laughs) I think he's going to drive her in the Volvo. I think he's going to buy too much food. I think she's not going to eat enough. Bella's going to drink four Cokes. (laughs) I think she's going to fall. And she's going to ask him, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? A high school student forever? Well, honestly, probably your best prediction yet. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, an inescapable pair of pants from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as Vampire Baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and don't worry about me, my pants are elastic. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and distributed by Acast. We will talk to you in a couple of days. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.